it is this idea of race and skin color, of black pride and standing up and speaking out, is one of the things that we're going to be talking about today. And before we get into all of that, um, I'm just going to hug the floor for a little longer because I can, because my name is in the show's title. <laughs> <laughs> I am you know, a talker. By nature, I am a talker. And it's a characteristic or trait, I hesitate to say skill, but it's a trait for which I'm often grateful. Like, um, I might be at some sort of do, and suddenly everyone is turning around and looking at me, expecting me to say a few words, and I wasn't expecting to be asked to say a few words, but it's grand. It's only talking. And sometimes it's even a trait of mine for which other people are sometimes grateful. Like a while back, when a friend of mine was having a party. Now, it wasn't a formal party, but it wasn't like any of the parties she'd had previously, which were all decided upon spontaneously at 2am on the pavement outside a pub, and which invariably included a long discussion at 5am about who was going to go down to the petrol station to get cigarettes, and maybe some rancheros if they have any. No, this was her first proper party in her first mortgage. And she had invited not just her mate-mates, but also some of her workmates, and, because she's an idiot sometimes, her new neighbours on both sides. This was the first time she'd ever had a party with a suggested arrival time. She got finger foods from Martha Spencer. I arrived a bit earlier than I had planned, and when she opened the door and saw me, this woman who knows me well and knows I'm a talker, she just pointed towards the living room and ran back into the kitchen without saying a word. And she didn't have to, because from the little flicker of relief on her stressed face when she saw it was me and the slight hint of burnt M&S prawn puff pastry thingies in the air, I knew everything I needed to know. Grand, I'm honest, I said pointlessly, because she was already gone. I opened the living room door to where there were a handful of other early arrivals, all standing around in awkward silence, each of them apparently fascinated by the exquisite craftsmanship of the Tesco wine glasses they were holding, and each of them praying to God I was someone they knew. I wasn't, but it didn't matter, because, my God, I couldn't believe the size of that new development down the end of the road, and it's, it's like I peered overnight, and it's not where the spar used to be. I used to like that spar for some reason, and I was very interested in everybody else's opinion on that spar, and how they felt about the lost spar, and how, where would you get those beautiful earrings? Yes, I'm a talker. And sometimes I'm glad of it. And I come from a family of talkers, and I guess I'm also glad of that, because ironically, they're not shy about telling you to shut up and listen sometimes. Because in a family of talkers, you learn quickly that if everyone is talking and nobody is listening, it's just a lot of noise. Listening and talking are both important life skills. And even if you have a natural gift for one, you still have to practice it, like any skill. And it's unlikely you have a gift for both. So at the very least, you have to learn one and practice both. Because you need both. You need one to tell and the other to hear. You need one to be able to tell your story and the other to be able to hear other people's stories. And that's important because it's in the telling and the hearing of people's stories that empathy is born. And empathy, in the humble opinion of this crudely drawn humanoid, is the most important of all our human attributes. Empathy, the ability to empathize, to, the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes, to be able to imagine yourself in their skin, is the difference between being merely a human mammal and being a person. Empathy is at the root of all of our best qualities. Kindness, generosity, fairness, charity, care, love. And an inability to feel empathy is one of the traits common to all psychopaths. Empathy is central to the success or failure of our attempt at being decent people. 
and empathy is also central to the success or failure of this ongoing project that we call Pantocracy. Now, I'm not sure exactly how many episodes we've made at this stage, because I'm too lazy to bother counting, but it's quite a lot. And this episode, the final episode of our fifth season, hopefully there'll be a sixth, but that decision is made somewhere in the bowels of RTE, not here. This episode, prompted in large part by the Black Lives Movement in the wake of George Floyd's death, seems like an appropriate episode to tell you exactly what we've been trying to do with this show. When people ask me what Pantasocracy is, I first give them the pitch line. It's a show for and about the New Ireland, for want of a better term. So I think there is a better term than New Ireland, and it annoys me that I can't quite think of it yet, so that'll have to do for now. And then I tell them that furthermore, Pantasocracy is a real word. It's a real word that means a society in which everyone is equal. And we take that idea as a lens through which the show attempts to examine what it means to be Irish now, today. Looking back to see how we got here, trying to see what we've done well, got right, but also what we've gotten wrong, where we messed up. And then trying to look forward at where we'd like to end up and what we need to do or what we need to be better at to get there. And I tell them that each episode attempts to examine some aspect of what it means to be Irish today and hopefully, taken together, they create an honest, unflinching self-portrait of ourselves. And then I hastily add that it's actually much more cracked than that sounds, honestly. That is basically (laughs) what we're about. (laughs) 